everybody. Hello, hello. Welcome to First Day Pod. I am Leanne. Hello, your host for tonight. Uh, Michael Govier cannot be with us. Um, he unfortunately is in an area right now that he cannot stream from. So um, it is just going to be you and I. And we don't really have anything um, prepared in the sense of having a, a theme for tonight. Um, so we're just going to have an open chat some things that are on my mind. If you have something that's on your mind, I would love to hear about it. So if, um, you know, if you're in Facebook or your YouTube or Twitch, um, use the comments, ask your questions, say your piece (laughs) and we can have a discussion. Uh, if you're listening to this in the audio version, that means that it's already been recorded And um, I highly encourage you to come over every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern time over to Facebook or YouTube and get in on the conversation. So that is always my favorite part. Um, Hello to all of you that are watching. Um, Again, I do not know that you're here unless you comment. So um, hello, viewers (laughs) and hello, listeners. So um, like always, we always want to remind you guys that we do a book club every Monday night at 8 p.m. Eastern time. It is an hour long. It starts on time. It ends on time. It's from eight to nine. We've got a really great group, um, but we're always open. So if you want to check it out, come and check it out. We are reading the book. It's called A Man Called Ove. Um, and they had a movie that came out recently this year called A Man Called Otto with Tom Hanks. And that is the American version based off of this book. Um, so we're about halfway through it. It is a really, really good book. It's obviously fiction. I'm not usually a fiction kind of person, but I am really digging this book. Um, there's a lot of life lessons in it and, um, the conversation inside of the book club is definitely my favorite part of the book. Um, hello, Josh. I'm glad you're here. Hi, hi, hi. Um, and if you have any questions that you want to ask us or you have things that you want to say or future themes that you would like to hear us talk about, um, please email us firstdaypod at gmail.com. Uh, we would love to hear from you. And um, let me just look and make sure. Okay. So yeah, we would love to hear from you um, with anything that you've got going on. Um, da, 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 da. Okay, so let's just get into this. So, um, oh, hey, Becky. Hi. Okay, so if you guys have anything that you guys want to talk about, please put it in the comments. I've got a few things that have just been kind of on my mind. Um And I thought, you know what, why not just bring it up and we can kind of talk about it and get your opinion on it. And, um, you know, so one of the things is we talked last week about uh, self-awareness and, um, you know, kind of getting our the things that we want to do and experimenting with life. And um, oh, here we go. Hello, Janice. Hi, hi, hi. I'm glad you're here. And Josh would like to talk about moving life changes. Yes. Okay. So we can definitely talk about that. Um, So last week we talked about like awareness. And so I said, hey, why don't we do like a, an experiment in our Facebook group where we kind of say what we want to focus on um, when it comes to self-awareness, what we want to kind of start doing, start becoming more 
aware about. And uh, Janice, you took part in it with me. And um, I don't know if any of the rest of you guys did alone, not through the comment section of the the uh, group. But it was just interesting um, how even with the best intentions, even with having this kind of experiment slash challenge um, slash group kind of thing, we still had a hard time even right out of the gate, really becoming aware and doing the things that we wanted to do, even though we wanted to do them. We had every intention of making change, becoming aware, and life kind of still goes into autopilot. So I thought we could kind of talk about that um, because I find it really fascinating. I find it very interesting how easily our body can go into and our mind can go into autopilot. Um, the reason, and I understand it, the reason why it happens, well, one of the reasons why it happens is our body and our mind is kind of designed to take the least amount of energy. It's always looking to save us energy. Um, and it's looking to protect us, right? It's always looking to keep us safe whatever safe means. And so that's what it's doing. It's looking for the easiest kind of way to, to have energy and making change causes us to exert energy. It takes brain power. It takes, you know, um, we have to focus, we have to do all of these things inside of our body to make these changes. And it is so much easier just to go into autopilot. So, um, that's why when we're going to work the same route every single day, um, if, you know, the next morning we have a meeting and it's on the other side of town, if we're not really paying attention, we can very easily end up at the office and then be like, oh my gosh, what am I doing? You're going to autopilot. So it's the same thing when we're trying to make change. Um, and so I thought we could kind of talk about things that we know help us. So there's gurus out there. There's a lot of science behind this. Um, but at the end of the day, the only things that work are the things that work for us. You know, I can tell you the things that work for me. And if they're not going to work for you, then it doesn't matter. Don't even take it in. Um, because we have to, we have to be experimenting with our life to figure out what works. Then when we find what works, we've got to figure out a way to keep <laughs> doing that thing. Um, because I know for me, I will, I will be doing something and I'll feel like I'm in the flow. I'll feel like things are great. And it's like, oh, why would I ever change this? And it does take a long time to build a habit. And that's essentially what we're trying to do when we're making change. Um, we're trying to build a habit. So then it, that becomes our auto. That becomes our um, way of being, right? And, you know, there's some people that say it's 21 days, there's some people that say it's 66 days. Um, that's because that was like, there was a big study and that was kind of the average. Um, but it can take anywhere from, I think the stat is something like 13 to 362 days or something, something along those lines. I probably don't have the exact number, but that's really what it is. It could take a couple weeks to a year for us to really cement in change. And so we don't give ourselves that grace to get to that year, if that's what it's going to take to really build a different habit outside of the, the, 
you know, what we've been doing. We've been building these habits for 20 years, 30 years, 40 years. And then we expect, well, why can't I just do it in a 21 day stint and then just change my life? Right. So we've got to come up with ways to be able to make those changes and then keep those changes until they become automatic. And the the way you know that they've become automatic is you're not thinking about them anymore, but they're still happening. Um, so we can talk about that. And then Josh also wants to talk about moving life changes. So like, I'm assuming that you're talking about, I mean, this is a really big move that you're going to be making Josh. So, um, my brother-in-law, my brother, um, and his family are going to be moving from, um, Georgia to, uh, Michigan. So, I am really excited about that this summer. They're going to be coming much closer to home. So I'm going to be able to see the little munchkins more often and Josh and Becky. Um, So that's a big deal. I mean, it sounds like it's funny because when we think of other people making the changes, it's like, oh, this is for me. I'm super excited for them and this is great. But you don't think about a all the little pieces that go into making that change right? We just look at it like from, from a bystander. It's just like, oh yeah, you got to pack everything up, get in the van and move on out. But there's all the little things that you have to think about. There's the emotional part of it, leaving something, making change. Um, now you're going to be changing routines. You're going to be changing jobs. You're going to be changing friends. You're going to be changing schools. There's a lot of change and our body is not built for change. Um, like I said in the beginning, our body is meant to try to do all of the things that we're used to because it conserves energy and it keeps us safe. Change doesn't feel safe. Um, so yeah. So Josh, whatever you want to talk about in that, if you have questions about it that you want the listeners to kind of like put their two cents in, ask away. Uh, Becky, same with you. Um, and Janice, too, if you have something that you want to talk about. But I'm going to, in the meantime, I'm going to go into some of the things that I know works for me in building these habits. Um, I know that they work for me. Does that mean that I do them all the time? No, I do not. And then I fall. So for me, I know that we always talk about, um, you know, today, right now, this moment is the first day of the rest of our lives. I think that's a really, really good thing to look at. Um, but for me, I also need to see chains of success. I need to see little wins and I need to see those compiled. Um, so for me, even though every day is the first day of our, the rest of our lives, which gives me a lot of grace when I when I mess up, um, I also and I need to be able to see that I have done it three days in a row, four days in a row, because as I get deeper into it, I don't want to break that chain. Right. So that's one of the things that work for me is actually like writing in somewhere that I can see that chain happening. Um I actually, I'm considering doing, do you remember when we were kids? I don't know if you guys did them where you take little strips of pieces of paper and you make them into like a ring um, and you just tape it at the end. And then you take another piece of paper and you do the same thing and you make like a chain link. Um, And it's either you could use it as a countdown to something special, or you can use it for the amount of days so you can see that chain grow. 
um, I'm actually considering doing one of those, like an arts and craft thing as I'm doing these habit changes. Um, so Josh, you say, uh, let me get rid of this so I can read it. Uh, making major life change, uh, making sure to prepare yourself for obstacles along the way. Absolutely. That's a big one. And some of them you're not going to be able to see, but some of them you are going to be able to, to prepare yourself for. Um, I would question like how much, how much do you prepare? Um, because sometimes, oh, there's a lot coming in. I'm excited. Um, sometimes if we prepare ourselves, like with you, you have a deadline, you have a date that you're going to be starting the new job. And so it doesn't matter how much you prepare. Once that date comes, you have to move. But sometimes people don't have a deadline and they're just, they're ready to make that change, but then they can prepare so much that that prevents them from moving forward. Um, so that brings me to another thing that I was going to talk about is having deadlines in place. Um, I've talked about this a million times, but it's one of my favorite kind of theories out there. And it's the, um, or law, I guess it's Parkinson's law. And it's basically, I'm going to butcher the exact definition, but basically what it is, is that we will take as much time to do a specific task as it's given. So if Josh, you were just deciding to move, that move could take you months because you have start a job in I think like two weeks, you will finish that move in two weeks. You will have everything ready to go. Um, so having a deadline on that is really important. Uh, okay. So Josh also says opposition to your choices. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can, you can be looking into that. Um, but like I said, we've got to really be careful with how much we're doing. Um, only because it can prevent us from moving forward. Janice says, the more I see growth, the more I want to continue. Yes, 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 yes. That's another thing that I wanted to talk about too. Remind me to come back to it if I don't about confidence, because I think that's, that's a big part of this, um, that some people feel like they don't have the confidence and seeing that growth and just taking that next step, even if we're not ready is a big part of it. Um, Josh also says the little wins help propel, propel us to keep pushing forward with no positive results. It can be discouraging, ultimately leading to failure. Yes. I was listening to, again, I don't know if it was a study or a podcast or a book. I don't remember. I get my knowledge <laughs> from all guys at different places all day long. Um, but I was listening to something, actually, I think it was a podcast and it was a guy that was talking about weight loss. And one of the biggest things that deters people from weight loss is the fact that like when either they plateau or when they are just not seeing the results or they see reverse results. And what he was saying, which is a really great tip just for any of you guys that are considering it, um, because I know that I fall into this. So there's different theories on when you weigh yourself. And he was talking about, you know, a lot of people, they either will weigh themselves every single day or, and that can become like a bind game that just like nobody can win um, because your body will fluctuate. Um, or some people will say, okay, Monday morning, um, you know, at seven o'clock in the morning after I'm done showering, that's when I'm going to weigh myself every week. And that's also not fair. Um, only because your body doesn't work that way. So 
Um, you know, if you've been doing really, really well all week long, but then Sunday, you know, maybe you had a little bit more salt or maybe you worked out a little bit more, or maybe you were a little more dehydrated because you were out, you know, working out in the sun or whatever the case may be. Monday morning may not be an accurate result of what you've been doing all week. And that can really play heavy on you. So what he was saying, which I think is brilliant, I've never thought of it, is weighing yourself every day, but picking one day that you choose to take the average. So you would just weigh yourself every day and then you would add up all of those weights divided by seven. And then you would say, okay, this week I averaged X amount of pounds. Then the next week you would do the same thing. And now you would say, okay, this week I averaged this. And that number should be coming down if you're doing all the things that you're meant to do. And it's a much more realistic look at it. Um, I also think that's good advice. Like that's a really great thing for losing weight. Um, But I also think that's a really good thing when we're looking at, like when we're trying to build the habits, looking at, hey, you know what? This week, instead of saying, oh my gosh, I was doing so good and then I just like failed. And then we like didn't do it one day and then we start like, you know, berating ourselves and then we don't do it two days and then that turns into a week. Instead, we can just look at it and say, okay, last week I did it four out of seven days. This week I did it five out of seven days. Man, okay, I'm getting better. That's exciting. And that's, those are the little wins too um, that I think we need to start looking at. So then we don't fall off completely. Um, Sue says, that's a great idea. I did see that pop in Sue. So I'm thinking that you're talking about that like chain thing that I was talking about. I could be wrong though. Let me know. Um, and then Janice says, that's a great idea using the idea, using the whole week to calculate doing that starting tomorrow. Awesome. I am too, Janice. Um, I am too. I'm going to start weighing myself tomorrow and then just taking the full week. Um, I also like that we're going to be starting that on a Wednesday because that's going to get me out of that mindset of like Monday morning. You know what I mean? Like I've been doing that for 30 years of like the first day of the rest of my life starts on Monday. No, now it's just like Wednesday is just the average of the week. So it's super exciting. Um, Sue says without accountability, deadlines are kind of useless. I used to weigh myself on Monday AM, kept me a bit more on track over the weekend. Yes, that's very true. It does keep you on track during the week, uh, during the weekend. But here's the thing that I'm going to say, because I've really been playing around, like experimenting, um, with the whole eating and trying to like, just build a healthy lifestyle. Have I been doing great? No, I have not. And (laughs) I did really great for, there was about four weeks, about two weeks ago, it ended. Um, And I did really, really well. And all I did, I was not all or nothing, which I am usually always all or nothing. Instead, I was just simply writing in what I was eating every day. I had this little book and I don't know if you guys can see it anyway. uh, It's just called the well journal. And uh, that was a Christmas buy. So I bought it for a girlfriend at Christmas And when I buy things that I think are cool, I also buy myself the same Christmas gift. (laughs) I don't want to be jealous that they got a cool gift and I didn't. So I always like just buy myself. So anyway, so I bought that for myself and I, I finally started using it and it's got everything in it. I think I might've talked about this before, 
And, but I wasn't berating myself. I was just like writing in when I was eating. So even if I was eating pizza, even if I had a piece of cake, even if I had whatever, but just the fact of becoming aware of what I was eating was really, really good for me because I was seeing it. And because I was writing it down, I didn't want to write that I ate four pieces of cake. So I was more mindful and only having one piece and only having like a scoop of ice cream. And just that awareness made me stop picking as much as I do. And um, I wasn't binging, like I wasn't going full at it. And because of that, I was enjoying it a lot more. And in the course of four weeks, I did lose, I think, nine and a half pounds, which is a big deal for me. That's a, it's a really great thing. I was also really focusing on my sleep and I was really focusing on my water. And now what I've done is I've kind of stopped. So one day turned into due days, turned into a week. And now I realize that I haven't looked at that book in, I think it, I checked it yesterday. And I think it was something like 11 days or something like that. Now, that's something that was working for me, and I'm not going to look at it like, oh, well, way to go. That's just another thing that you didn't do right. I'm just going to get back to it and just start, and tomorrow, I'm going to start writing it all out. Tonight, I'm going to try to write in what I ate today, Um, and it also has like a, a gratitude piece to it. It has like name three things that you're grateful for. Um you know, did you, what kind of exercise did you do? I put in there, it doesn't count it, but I put in there the water. And for me personally, again, because everybody is different, some people like Mike is going to be using Noom. He had really big success on it before. He loved it. It's digital. He's a digital guy. Um, we didn't even have a printer in the house. Like he doesn't keep a printer. I need one because I, I like paper and I know it's not green. Um, but I like paper and I like writing it down. So that's what I need. If I had an app on my phone, I would not check it. I wouldn't do it. Um, I would need a notification or an alarm to remind me and it would just be too cumbersome. So I need the paper and I know that for me. And so I need to just start doing it and I need to keep it with me. Um, So that's another tip for like trying to make change is putting the things in places that you're going to be able to see them and remember them. So like tucking them tidy, like this is a little book. If I put that in my bookcase, even if it was in a bookcase by my bed, I wouldn't, it wouldn't trigger me to use it. Instead, I keep it in my purse during the day. And then at night, I bring it upstairs and I put it on the bed because there's a piece like the gratitude. I like to do that before I go to bed. Um, And then there's a few other things that you can fill out, like let it out is one of them. Well, I put it on my bed because if I leave it down here, that's how this started. I leave it downstairs. And then once I get upstairs, I'm too tired to go all the way downstairs. (laughs) It's not far to get the book and fill it out. So then I say, oh, it's okay. I'll do it tomorrow. And then I lost that day. So now I'm like going to start putting it back up because in the beginning I was putting it on my bed when I got home from work. So then I could fill it in for the rest of the day. And, um, that was really helpful. It was top of mind because I literally had to move it in order to get into bed. 
Um, I do the same thing with laundry because I'm notorious for putting a load in and then forgetting about it. So I keep the laundry basket, not down by the laundry. I keep it by me. So when I leave sitting wherever I'm sitting, I'll bang into it and be like, oh, right, there's a load of laundry. So having these little hints around you to remind you of the things that you need to do, I think is really, really important. Okay. So Josh says, how did everyone's awareness experience go for last week? Yes. So Janice can speak to how she did. Um, She really um, kind of laid it out really nicely in one of her comments last week. I don't know if she continued doing it. Um, I did not do well. And I'm going to ask you guys a question. And this is a really weird one for me. So I'm a big one for accountability, just like Sue was saying, without like having accountability deadlines and it's really hard like to, to keep going. Um, so for me, I need accountability for me. I need deadlines, but I also find something happening that when I kind of declare it, I can be really quiet about something that I'm doing. Like when I was doing the well journal, I wasn't telling anybody. And I went three weeks without really telling anybody. It was just my thing that I did. And I was doing really good. And I wasn't telling anybody that I was watching what I was eating. So I wasn't making like a big declaration about it. Once I started making that declaration, once I started telling people about it, oh yeah, I'm doing this thing. Oh yeah, I'm doing this thing. I don't know what happens. There's got to be, I'm sure there's been, you know, research around this because I can't be alone. But once I start um, declaring it and I start talking about it, it almost is like it loses its flair or it loses its excitement. And I stopped doing it the way that I was doing it when it was just quiet. And my, my nana, she used to, she used to kind of be of the mindset that, you know, do the things in, in private, like in quiet and let other people see the results. Don't be talking about it before you actually do it. Um, there's also like a really good, I think it was the Dalai Lama that said, um, uh, oh shoot. It's, I can't remember what the quote is exactly. Somebody probably does and you can put it in the comments. Um, but it's something along the lines of, um, show the world, um, show the world what you're going to do. Um, oh man, I can't remember. But anyway, it's basically the same thing that my nana was saying is that like you show, oh, tell the world what you're going to do, but show them first. So, um, I think that's what the quote is. Um, so it's really just like, let your, let your actions speak for you rather than like saying that you're going to do it and declare it. So does that, does any of that happen to you guys that you kind of like, once you start announcing the things that it, you just kind of lose that push to keep doing it. I don't know. Anyway, I'd love to hear that I'm not alone, but maybe I am. We'll see. Janice says, I did accomplish about 35% of what I wanted to do but I was aware when I wasn't doing what I wanted to do (laughs) upside down smiley face. I love that. Um, yes, I did find that too, Janice. I found that I was more aware even when I wasn't doing it. So I was saying that I wanted to like eat, you know, and listen to my body and only eat when I'm hungry and all this kind of stuff. But then 
when I saw some things that I like, I knew I was not hungry. I was literally saying, I'm aware that I'm not hungry, but I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> so, literally saying that. I think a couple of times I said it like out loud while I was in the kitchen. Um, <laughs> like that made it okay. Janice says, you're not alone. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for that. <laughs> Okay. And then Josh says, I pushed myself to be more productive and paid attention to how I responded to the added stress and was quite proud of myself that for the most part, I kept my cool. Boom. Way to go, Josh. Okay. So you're, yeah, you're not a big Facebook person, right? So that's cool that you were doing it. Okay. So now here's the other thing. This is what's funny to me. I didn't know you were doing it. So, um, I didn't know you were doing it. And I feel like if I did know you were doing it, it might've pushed me to do it alongside of you. But then I was like, oh, okay. You know, me and Janice were doing it in the first couple of days and then we weren't really talking about it. And then I was like, okay, well then maybe, oh, I don't even know. These are all excuses. I just stopped paying attention. Um, so Sue says, you're not alone. Talking about it does take away the power. There seems to be a quiet satisfaction in doing something no one else knows about. A little less talk and a little more action. There really is something to it, eh, Sue? I agree. I agree. Um, and, it, and I find that difficult because when I'm sharing it, I'm not sharing it. Like, I'm not sharing it because I'm like, oh, look at me. I'm doing this thing. I'm sharing it because I'm a very big like, oh, if it's working for me, I want to be able to tell other people because I want it to work for them too. Um, I always want to share everything. Like I get a new product. I want to talk about it. Like I, you know, run into a new show. I want to share it with people. That's the way that I am. But then, yeah, I do find that it, it loses its power. So I don't know how you get around that. Josh says, I was all, I I was also maybe over vigilant of how my kids reacted to the move situation and paid more attention to keep their spirits up. Very nice. Yes. Okay. That makes total sense. And that's, that's really good, Josh, because a lot of parents don't do that. Um, a lot of parents, especially when they're in like a major life change. Um, and you know, I'm not a parent, so I'm not judging. I'm just saying, um, you know, there is that extra responsibility. And I love that you're being more aware of the kids and their experience through this whole thing. Um, because this is where like, you know, trauma is built because the way that children handle things is very different than the way that we handle things because we have more of an awareness of like the whole big picture. Um, and kids don't. So kids are seeing it from a very different lens than we are. Um, so I think that's beautiful that you're taking that and like really paying attention to how they're, how they're going through this. Um, Josh says really embraced self and social awareness for the most part. Boom. That is awesome. Okay. That really makes me happy, Josh. So we will keep up the experiments then, um, inside of, inside of the Facebook and really they could be whatever you need it to be. Um, and that can change every day. So we're going to do like, it's always the first day, right? 
So if you find that you need more accountability around something in particular, if that's self-awareness, if that's social awareness, if that's just getting to bed at a certain time, if that's drinking your water, I drank my water. I was so proud of myself because I was feeling all the effects. My skin was looking better. My energy was increasing. Um, everything was happening. Like I felt like my body was just like thanking me every day because I was drinking half my body weight in water every single day. Um, that's 85 ounces of water every day. And I was having a hard time getting like eight to 16 ounces in. Um, so that was a big deal for me. And in 24 days, um, I think I did it 22, 22 times. I missed two times. Now in the last six days, I have not hit like, I don't even think I've done like 30 ounces every day. Um, so, you know, I just kind of fell off. The cool thing that I find is when I'm doing these types of things, I'm able to see that like, okay, it feels like I haven't drank my water in like months because like every day goes by and I'm like, oh, there's another day. There's another day. So it keeps feeling like it's a lot more time. And when you look back, I was like, oh shoot, it's only the 30th. And I stopped really doing it the 24th. So it's only six days. It's not even a full week of missing it. So I think the more aware we become and the more we track these things, that that time that we're like, we're kind of falling off the wagon, if you will, um, as we're falling, you know, when we're falling off of it, it doesn't, it doesn't kind of just go away. So what I used to do when I wasn't tracking things, when I wasn't paying attention, then a day would literally turn into a week, turn into a month. And then January 1st would come around. I'd be like, well, it's a new year. I guess I'll do this thing now again, same every year. Now it's like, I'm able to kind of course correct a lot quicker. Um, so anyway, let's see what Josh has to say. So keeping my productivity up with the added stress seemed easier than I thought. I also realized that I, I thrive in stressful situations. That is wonderful. Becky, congratulations. You've got a good guy there. Um, I find, yes, Mike is the same way. Like when he is, when he's in a stressful situation, he like, I don't know, he just, he really does thrive. His like everything becomes clear and he's able to like really move forward with stuff and handle a lot more. Um, that's very impressive. Janice says, I'm doing more self-care. As of now, I plan on doing even more self-care for my physical self, emotional self, mental self, and spiritual self. From there, my other wishes should fall into place. That is awesome. That's a great way to look at it. I love that, Janice. Yeah, so instead of like having just like a, I want to do this habit or change this habit, just taking more self-care on all those fronts, that is, that's really cool. I was talking with my family today about, um, we all have to lose weight. Well, not my sister, um, but- <laughs> my sister has the opposite problem. So she needs to keep her weight on. Um, and, but we were, we were all talking about it. And I think we're finally understanding that we really need to make these lifestyle changes. It's not a matter of just like losing that number. Um, because if we hate it the whole time that we're moving through it, we're not going to keep it. 
So we could lose all the weight. We could get to our like ideal weight or, you know, super fit or whatever. And if it's not becoming a lifestyle change, then we're not going to keep it going. Um, so having that mindset and mindset, I think is the number one thing that keeps us going for everything. If we don't have the right mindset, we can butcher our entire life. Um, so yeah, so I think that's, that's phenomenal. So looking at it more on the self-care on the, you know, building a healthy lifestyle and having a, a strong why of why we want to do it. Losing weight just to lose weight is not ever going to happen. Um, I mean, I shouldn't say that it will happen. I've done it a million times in my life. If I like, if I took all the pounds that I've lost (laughs) in my 42 years, um, I could literally build many people with that weight. Um, so we can take it off, but we can't keep it off because it's not a lifestyle because we didn't have a strong enough why of why we wanted to do it. Um, and it's the same thing with anything. If you have, you know, when I was wanting just to sleep at night, eight hours, just because I thought it was a good number, I was never doing it because my work was always more important. Uh, everything was always more important because I was like, "Mm, who cares? Once I realized how much our sleep affects our life now and our life in the future, that our, the more hours that we lose during our regular lifespan right now is actually getting us closer to, you know, having Alzheimer's and having all of these kinds of things because we're not able to clear out the plaque in our brain. Once I heard that, then I was like, oh, that's a good why. I'm doing this for my longevity. I'm doing this, you know, for my energy tomorrow, but also for my ability to, to, live a a functioning life in my, in my later years, um, having these whys that are a lot more like bigger than just the, the stat or just having, you know, the, the thing that we're checking off is really important. Um, Josh says, we never know how well we can perform in situations until we are in the situation. Creating positive self-talk in those situations will blow your mind to what you can achieve. Amen. I also have been aware that I am getting more done in a shorter period of time with trying to every so often pushing positive self-talk. We at times need to be our own self-cheerleader when we don't have someone else keeping us going. Ooh, boom. I love all of that. I wish I could highlight some of these things. Um, That is really, really awesome. Uh, Janice says, I have a strong why my specialist made it very clear. There you go. That is, there you go. Yes. Our health is super important. And sometimes, yeah, sometimes we need somebody to be able to say, Hey, this is where you're headed. We also like, we know where we're headed. So like really tapping into that why, um, is really important, but yeah, hearing it from a specialist, Janice, that's kind of, it's a great a great little push. Uh, Josh says, I really challenge others to find your own way to give yourself an internal pep talk when your stress level increases. You will surprise yourself. Amen. That is awesome, Josh. Positive self-talk is so important. And it's not a matter of, and I think you would agree, it's not a matter of lying to yourself or having toxic positivity where you're just like, 
you know, you're the best and you can do the da, 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 but like saying that you can do this, you know, I really do believe that we're never going to be shown something that we're not able to, to achieve. Um, we're not ever going to be given a situation that we're not able to overcome. Um, so, you know, having that positive self-talk that like, it's just the next step. We just have to take the next step. We might not know what 10 steps ahead are, but we do know what the next best step is and being able to do that and showing ourselves grace is part of the cheerleader um, aspect that you're talking about. So that is all really great advice. And then Sue says, May has been mental health awareness month. Lots of emails regarding self-care. So what does my agency do to reward us two weeks ago? Bought us donuts. Good grief. Trying to maintain healthy habits is tested daily at work. <laughs> no, Sue. Oh, that is so funny. I mean, you know, it's not funny, but that's another thing too. I think we all need to start trying to think of different ways of quote unquote rewarding ourselves. Um, because that used to be my thing too. It's like, oh, we we're so good all week. We get to reward ourselves by filling our body with sugar and making it harder for us to jump on the, you know, self-control train tomorrow. So it really doesn't make sense, but I hope that you've been doing it anyway and you have been maintaining those healthy habits despite <laughs> what's going on at work. Um, and Josh says, we should strive to be aware when your situation requires an internal pep talk. Absolutely. It's hard though. So that's hard is knowing when you're falling into that, because if we fall into it too deep, that we really need that self-talk. Sometimes there, I feel like there's like a point that we can kind of like get too far into our self-loathing or into our, you know, berating ourselves or whatever, that it's hard to get that internal pep talk. So I wonder, Josh, do you have like tips of, of how to maybe become more aware of it? Um, he says, and I don't think this is going to answer it, but we're going to look. Um, he says, being aware of when situations change and we need a pump ourselves up and we need to pump ourselves up. Then doing an AAR afterward and realize what you actually did and let it soak in. Boom. Okay. I guess it does answer that. So that is awesome. So doing that AAR. So looking back, that's a big thing that a lot of when we're being successful, we do that naturally, but a lot of the time we don't do it. And that's the problem. So what he's talking about is kind of remind me what the AAR specifically um, is, but basically what it is, is you're going back and you're doing a review of what you did, a, a review of the situation that you went through and looking at what could I have done differently? What worked? What didn't work? Um, and what I really like is that he says at the end, after action report, right? I don't know why I have such a hard time. Those are all little words, very easy, very straightforward, but it is the after action report. And, um, yeah, I agree. I think that we need to be doing that. And there's really something said with that's part of this well journal is kind of, um, that's why I do the gratefulness, like the three things that you're grateful for. Um, I do that at the end of the day. Um, and then it says, what went well today? 
And then it says, let it out. So you can kind of like, just like air your grievances or like, just so you're not going to bed with, with, you know, things that are just weighing heavy on you. Um, that what went well today, I think is really important. So doing that act after action report every single day and thinking, Hey, what went well? And then figuring out like, why did it go well? Because a lot of the time it's not going well just because it like just, oh, everything was in flow. It was because you did the actions. Like you set yourself up to be in that state. And it might be, you know, as simple as I got my sleep that night before, you know, and I was like feeling really like ready for the day. Um, or I made myself like I wrote down three things that I wanted to accomplish today. And that really kept me focused on the day or whatever it might be for you doing that after action report and seeing what went well is really important. But one of the things that Josh said at the end of it, and it was like really quick that he said, but I think it's really important. He said, let it soak in, let it soak in. I think that is really, really important especially for me, I go through a lot of my day on fast forward. So I pride myself that I'm able to listen to a podcast at two times the speed. Um, I pride myself on being a really fast walker so I can get to places a lot quicker. And I have all of these things that I'm speeding through life. Um, and what that is not allowing me to do is to let it soak in. I'm not able to absorb the messages that either nature is giving me, my learning is giving me, um, my, my mistakes are giving me. I'm not allowing those to like really soak in. And I think that's really, really important. So that was really good advice, Josh. Um, you guys, this was amazing. Thank you so, so much. Um, this was really, really good. And I love that the majority of it, actually, I think all of it, let me kind of just scroll up real quick. Yeah. Everybody, if you're listening to this in the podcast version and you want to go back to any of those comments, um, they're all in type form in Facebook. So you can see us at first day pod. Um, and you can go in there cause there's a lot of really good nuggets that although I said them, um, and read them to you there, it's good to read them. Um, you know, visually. So thank you, Josh. Thank, thank you, Sue. And thank you, Janice. I really appreciate you guys being here and being a part of the podcast. If you're listening and you want to be a part of the podcast next week, please join us every Tuesday at 8 PM Eastern time. You can check us on Facebook or on YouTube at first day pod. Again, if you want to email us, cause you're not going to be available, but you want to, you know, have a question or you want to make a comment. Um, please do so. Um, and you can email us, uh, and the email is firstdaypod at gmail.com. And I'm going to leave you with, let's see what Josh says. And this will be the last comment of the night. It says many people who push themselves at work usually think they are not doing enough and end up having anxiety over the fact that they may not be doing enough. However, if you're aware of the situation, you will really surprise yourself that you might be doing more than everyone else. I did this experience here recently and I was surprised at what I actually accomplished and staying positive has boosted confidence and has professional positive results. That is awesome. Okay. And Josh, thank you so much. So the topic next week 
is going to be confidence because there were a few comments in here. Uh, Janice touched on something. Josh, you're bringing it up again now. Um, I want to talk about confidence. I want to talk about what does that mean? What does it mean to you? How do you build that skill? Is it a skill or is it a trait? Let's talk about all those things next week. So you guys can be thinking about that and then you can bring it um, to Facebook or YouTube next week. Um, And if you have any kind of insight that you'd like to share, again, email us at firstdaypod at gmail.com. All right. Thanks so much. Love you all. Thanks for being here. Bye.